You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of our Adult Sunday School series. Adult Sunday School is taught by a variety of different men in our church. Now let's prepare our hearts as our Sunday School teacher brings forth God's truths from His Word today. Um, we're at it a couple weeks ago. Uh, we had a missionary last week, uh, the Sanderlands, or not Sanderlands. Was Sanderlands? Yeah, Sanderlands. And so I was not able to teach last week, which was fine. Um, just skipped over the lesson that we would have normally done. We're going to move right along with the series of the Way of the Shepherd. Uh, so the first week, we are into that. That was two weeks ago. And we were talking about how to know your sheep. So we spent the whole Sunday school in regards to how to know your sheep and really just laying the foundation of the work of being a shepherd, having a, the shepherd's mindset and mentality in our life and in our heart. And so we were really engaged with that two weeks ago, and I know it's hard to remember because that was a couple weeks ago, and then we had a week off, and then we'll be at it here for the next couple weeks, this week, and then next week as well, and then the big guns are going to come in for the Sunday school, Mr. Westheimer, amen? So we're looking forward to that, so you only had a couple more weeks with me before you got the big good guy coming in here, but we're going to be talking about, again, the way of the shepherd. I just wanted to mention something nice to Mr. Westheimer because he said I stuck him in the back the first week there with the short joke, so I'm trying to build him back up again, amen? Tear him down. <laughs> Build them up. I don't mean that in a bad way, build you up. Not going back to short joke again, but all right. So no. know your sheep was the first week. We talked about knowing your sheep. We talked about how we need to be near to our sheep. We talked about how we need to count our sheep, make sure they're there, make sure they haven't wandered away. And uh, we talked about we need to spend time with our people. We, we talked about how we need to find and address the problems with our people as well. And then we just basically really summarize it all as, do you really know your sheep? Have you really followed these principles in your life? And then we took those same principles in regards to being a good shepherd to our people. And then we looked at that as how we can apply those to our life directly with our relationship with the great shepherd. Amen. And so we talked about, do we stay near to God, right? Are you really near to God? Or is, are, you the, are, you that, are you that sheep? Are you that person that is always wandering away from the Lord and not having that close relationship with him? We also talked about, do you make sure that you're even in the pasture with him? Are you, even, are you even in the vicinity, you know? I think there's a lot of Christians out there, they're not even, they're not even in God's pasture, amen? They, they have left his pasture, they have left that. We talked about how important that is to make sure that we're near the shepherd. We talked about, do you spend time with your shepherd? Just like we're supposed to spend time with our people, we apply that to our life and say, do you really, do you really spend time with your shepherd? On a daily basis, are you going to your shepherd? Because the great thing about Christ is that he's the great shepherd. So you can't get a better shepherd than Christ. Okay? Um, but we can learn to be better sheep. Okay? And so we talked about how we just need to spend time with our shepherd. The great thing about our shepherd is he's always there ready to spend time with us. And uh, it's really our lack of com uh, commitment to him that breaks that down as far as not spending the quality time with our shepherd that we need to have with him. And then we talked about, do you really allow God to fix your problems? And you say, well, we all have problems, and most of the problems in our life stem from sin. And so we talked about, do you really have the heart that allow God to really fix those problems in your life? Or when God brings something up as a great shepherd, and he brings this problem up in your life, and he wants, he wants to fix it, God always wants to fix those problems in our life. He wants to get rid of that sin in our life. He wants us to be as healthy and as, as, as abundant life as we possibly can have. So, but do you even allow your great shepherd to take care? those problems for you. So we talked about how we can apply that into our life as well. And then we just talked about wrapping that up is that it's really a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, do you have a personal relationship, you know, with Jesus Christ? I was talking to my kids the other day 
And we're talking about walking with God. And, you know, I said, hey, what does it mean to walk with God? And they're like, oh, you got to read your Bible. you got to pray, um, you know, do all, some other different things. I was like, that's true. Those are all things that we would have to do to walk with God. But if you don't have a personal relationship with God, you're never going to walk with God. It has to be that personal relationship. And sometimes I think we get confused and say, well... You know, one, if I just read my Bible, that's a walk with God. And no, no, it's not a walk with God. It's definitely a part of a walk with God. You definitely want to have a walk with God without reading your Bible. You definitely want to have a walk with God without praying. And you definitely want to have a walk with God without obeying God. But that, just because you do those things, those can all be done outwardly. Okay? And it couldn't really take place in the heart. And that's where that relationship with Jesus Christ comes into play. And so often we skip over that because we, we, we look at the outward. I know man looks at the outward, and that's just the way we are, but God looks on the heart. So when God looks at your heart, and when God looks at my heart, does he have that personal relationship with you? Is you allowing the great shepherd to really be your shepherd? And we, we ended the lesson by saying, is God really your shepherd? And so take your Bibles and turn to Psalms chapter 23. Psalms chapter 23. And we'll read that portion of scripture here today. Again. The Lord is what? My shepherd. Okay, that's the question we left off. Is God really your shepherd? One, we got to make sure we're saved. Okay, so that lays the groundwork right there. I didn't cover that last week, but I was prompted again as I was reading through this scripture uh, how important it really is to hash out, is God really your shepherd? He won't be your shepherd if you've never placed your faith and trust into God in the first place. So make sure that you've done that 100%, got that nailed down, God really is your shepherd, okay? But David's saying here, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no what? I want to hit that one more time. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies, my Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, not maybe, but surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. Father, come before you today, Lord. I'm asking you to please help me today, Father, to bring forth the word of God in such a way that it would be directly from you, Lord. This is not an ability that I have of myself. Lord, you need to help me to speak clearly today, to speak the words of Christ and not say anything that wouldn't be appropriate and from the word of God. And Lord, as we look at the principle of the way of the shepherd, and Lord, as we look at the way that you shepherd us and how we seek to do that to the people that are underneath us, Father, I really pray that you would give us understanding of the principles here today. I pray, Lord, that we would take these principles, Lord, and we would apply them into our life in a twofold way, Lord, not only to be better, better shepherds to the people that we are leading, but also, Lord, to be a better sheep to you as you lead our lives, Lord. And so I really pray these things in your precious name. Amen. All right. Unfortunately, because of the lack of Sundays that I have, uh, we won't be able to get to all the principles. I had seven principles that I would like to speak to you in regards to, in regards to the way of the shepherd. Uh, the ones that I was going to do last week was going to be called to discover the shape of your sheep. And shape was to stand for your strengths, their heart, their attitude, their personality, and their experiences. 
Can't get into that. It was a really cool lesson in regards to really knowing your sheep, but then knowing the shape of your sheep. And also to apply to our life is that God makes us for a reason. God created us for a purpose. And Pastor talks about all his time. Our purpose is to bring glory to God. But God also gives us certain talents and certain abilities because God knows the shape of his sheep. So God takes that sheep and the shape of that sheep and what he does, and he uses it for his glory in that area. And to apply that to our life, are you, are you allowing God to use you the way you're supposed to be used? And then for those applying to us as shepherds, are we using the people God has put into our life that we're shepherding the, really the way that we should be using them and shepherding in that correct way? So that's kind of a cool lesson. That's a quick summary. Won't, probably won't get it there. But uh, that was last week. That wasn't last week, but that would have been last week. And then we talked about help your sheep identify with you. Uh, we were going to talk about how we're supposed to build trust with the people in modeling authenticity, integrity, and compassion. And so really helping your sheep to identify with you as your shepherd. We're going to talk about setting high standards of um, performance there in, in regards to your spiritual performance and how you would set those high standards. So often we as shepherds can kind of lower the performance level down, and we really need to keep those standards up high. And we, there's broad application to that in our life. We're going to talk about relentlessly communicating your values and sense of mission. Again, another thing that I fall short on, especially as I try to lead those that are underneath me, whether it be at my family or at my work, but to consistently communicate your direction for where you're going, where you're taking your people, where you're taking your family. Help to really communicate that uh, to them so they really totally understand the direction that they're going and how important that really is. And then uh, we just was going to wrap up again. Remember how a great shepherd and a great leadership really is so personal. You know, you've really got to make it personal to the people that you're leading uh, there. So this week, we'll be talking about making your pasture a safe place. Take back, go back to Psalms 23 because you're still there. Hopefully, you didn't close your Bible yet. So Psalms chapter 23. And let's drop right down to verse 2. Sorry, I'm not sure if I'm doing that the mic or not. I'll try not to move too much. Let's see if I can fix that. I'm going to turn this off really quick. Okay, it says right here in the verse chapter 2, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Make your pasture a safe place. The quality of your pasture will determine the quality of your sheep. The quality of your pasture will determine the quality of your people. We can say sheep. When I say sheep, we're referring to people, so let's just make sure we get that taken care of right there. Um, as a shepherd, we've got to ask ourselves the question, well, what is a pasture? And we think about what a pasture is and how a shepherd would take his sheep to a pasture. We can, you know, think about that just in regular shepherds and sheep. And they would take them to a pasture for a lot of different reasons. Sometimes they take them to a pasture at night because that pasture offered a lot of protection for the nighttime. Protect them from the, you know, the animals that maybe would get the sheep or whatnot. A lot of times a shepherd would take his sheep to a pasture because in this portion of scriptures we saw that there would be lush green grass. So the sheep could grow and there would be still water so the sheep can be watered in their life. And so I want to ask you the question is, where are you taking your people? Where are you taking your people? Where are you leading your family? Where are you, husbands, where are you leading your wife to? Uh, grandparents, where are you leading your grandchildren to? Uh, where are you leading those people if you're going to the workforce and you may, be, may or may not be over somebody in the workforce? How are you leading those people? Do you understand that you're, you're taking them somewhere as a shepherd? And so think about what kind of pasture am I taking my people to? Is it the pasture that God really had me to take them to in a 
my life. If you want your sheep to thrive and not just survive, make sure your pasture is a safe place. John chapter 10, 10 says, The thief cometh not but forth to what? To steal, to kill, and to what? We all know that verse, right? I'm going to say it again. The thief cometh not but forth to steal, to kill, and to, to destroy. I am come that you might have a life, and that you might have it more abundantly. This is John chapter 10. All about the shepherd again. Okay, we're not going to read the whole chapter, but for those of you who know your Bibles, John chapter 10 is all about the good shepherd again. And he's saying that there's a thief out there, and he wants to kill, and he wants to steal, and he wants to destroy. And so if we have people underneath of us, our sheep, and we're really being a good shepherd, we have to make sure that the place that we have them is really going to be a safe place. Because why? There is a lot of dangers out there. And there's a lot of things that are going to try to get into your pasture and are going to try to destroy your sheep. And as a shepherd, it is our responsibility to make sure the place that we have those people that are underneath us at is going to become a safe place for them to be. Whether it's at family, at work, in our ministry, wherever. John chapter 10, 12 says, But he that is a hireling, we talked about this two weeks ago, and not a shepherd, whose own sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. And going back to the place, we actually ended the lesson a couple weeks ago and asking the question, this question as well, are you a hireling or are you a shepherd? Because we see in this verse here, a hireling does what when the wolf comes? What did he do? He flees, right? He runs. He's like, oh, snap, here comes a wolf. I ain't staying here. I'm not going to lay my life down. I'm not going to try to defend my sheep. I'm out of here. And he runs away. And he leaves the sheep unprotected. He does not make sure that pasture was safe, right? But a good shepherd lays his life down for the sheep. And so we can obviously see how Christ has done that for us as well. Can your people trust you? One of the ways, and we'll get into this a little bit later, is going to be talking about the trust that we have with the people, the trust that we have with our family, the trust that we have with our coworkers, the trust that we have in our ministries. Can your people trust you? What is a safe pasture? So we're supposed to have a safe pasture. We're going to talk about four ways today that we're, the four ways that we can have a safe pasture here today. Four ways that we can have a safe pasture. I think it's pretty obvious that it's important to have a safe pasture. I don't think I've spent a bunch of time on that. I think we all understand the dangers that are out there, especially for those who still have children, okay? Maybe still have children at home, or you're looking at this lesson in a way, mothers, how are you a shepherd over your children? How do you keep them safe at, you know, what they're doing? And so you really can apply this lesson directly to that, but it has a much broader reaching than just that. Um, obviously, it could be applied to a pastor over a church, making sure that's a safe place. It can apply to when you're out in your ministries and, you're, and you have a ministry maybe that you're doing, you're trying to spiritually do, lead a ministry, it can have that same broad-reaching application to that as well. But the first way that we're going to talk about here in the ways of what kind of pasture that we're supposed to have, I want you to go back to verse 2 of Psalms chapter 23. He says, he is referring to who? The, the Lord, the great shepherd. He maketh me to what? I don't know about you, but when I lie down, it is typically because I want to rest. Amen? Now, it doesn't always happen when I lie down, because I have six kids. So I would say it's about 50-50 when I do lie down that I may or may not get rest, especially if it's during the time the kids are awake, or they shouldn't be awake, but a lot of times they are. But regardless, but he says here, I, he maketh me to lie down. If you're going to have a safe pasture, your pasture that you have as a shepherd has to be a place of rest. 
Even Jesus Christ saw the necessity of having rest, having a place of rest, being at rest in our life. If you're going to have a place of rest, you have to be safe from predators, and you have to make sure that the, the area is tight and that the sheep can be at rest underneath of you. A person, if your people that you're leading are fearful, do you think they're going to be at rest? No. We as, we as God's children, if we're fearful, are we at rest? No, we're not. And so I really want you to understand that it's really the job of a great shepherd to make sure that those people underneath of them are, that they've taken care of whatever fears that they may take care of those persons. Because you know what? A lot of us have a lot of fears. And sometimes those fears by a hireling, not a shepherd, can actually be produced because of the improper way that they're shepherding their sheep. But we as a great shepherd are supposed to make sure that we're taking care of the fears that are there for our sheep. Is your pasture a place of rest or are you creating an environment of fear? So think about that. As you lead those people underneath of you, the way that you lead is either going to be providing fear or it's going to be providing rest for those people that are underneath of you. So how are you leading your sheep? You could not protect and take care of your people if you are not near them. The said right here in that scripture in John chapter 10, how the hireling fled, right? It fled, and what happened to the sheep? They were fearful, and that wolf just scattered them all because they were fearful, right? Obviously, if you place yourself as a real sheep and a wolf comes, you're going to be pretty scared, right? I mean, we already, we already know that sheep are dumb. <laughs> we, you know, we didn't ever establish that fact. I hope that's an unwritten law that we all know that about sheep. They're not the smartest creatures out there, um, but they do get fearful pretty easy. And so when that wolf came and they saw that, they just scattered all over the place trying to get away from the wolf. And Satan is out there, listen, He's out there to scatter every church that he can scatter. He's out there to scatter every spiritual leadership that he can scatter. He's out there to scatter every family that he can scatter. He's out there to scatter every child that he can scatter away. He is out there to do as much scattering as he possibly can. But praise the Lord, there is that law of the shepherd, that a great shepherd, a good shepherd, when the devil comes to scatter, if you've done your job, this is not, not going to apply all the time, okay? Because things still happen. But the thing is, you're the first line of defense, okay? You're right there to keep, that, keep, the, keep the devil from bringing fear and scattering the sheep that are underneath you. You're the first line of defense as a good shepherd. But as a hireling, you step aside, right? And there comes the devil. And we sometimes, myself included, was very convicted in this area, especially with my family. Have I allowed the devil to come right into my home, right into my pasture? Have I basically allowed him to do that and create havoc and create scattering when I should have been the shepherd and stopping him right there at the door? Amen? So think about that in our life. Are you really taking that? And trying to instill that into your life. You know, God desires his people not to be a fear. Amen? God does not want us to be a fearful people. He doesn't. God wants us to have rest. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. God's desire for his people to be at rest. And a people at rest are trusting into their shepherd. Amen? And so, if you're going to be at rest with God, the Bible says here, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, I will what? I will give you rest. We don't give ourselves rest. Amen? Just, just, we can't do that. You, just, you can try and it's not going to happen. But listen, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What does it say here? He 
maketh me to lie down and gain pastures. We have to realize if we're not at rest right now, that means that we have not given ourselves over to the great shepherd to allow that rest to come into our heart. Do you allow yourself to really rest in the Lord or are you full of fear? I will say there's been times in my life that I've been full of fear, full you know, worry, fear, uh, anxiety. No, Christ does not desire for that to be a part of his children's life. The Christ, our great shepherd, desires us to be at rest in our life. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Trust, what does that mean? Trust is resting in the Lord. You're not going to rest in something if you don't trust it. Amen? Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. He will take those paths, so those paths of rest. And I know at times in our life, we go through times that are, unrest, that are not restful. Amen? But the whole point is you're near your shepherd. He will bring you to those places at rest. So I want to ask you this question here today. One, in this area of rest, is your pasture a restful place? Are you a shepherd that allows rest in your pasture or do you create fear? As the sheep, do you allow God to give you rest or are you a sheep that is full of fear? So think about that. Have I been a fearful Christian? Have I been an unrestful Christian? Have I been too anxious or always wanting to get, go my own direction? Or have I been a Christian that's been at rest? The Bible says, be still and know what? That I am God. Be still. I don't know about you, I have a little bit of a difficult time about being still, which is what Dawn uses to always get after me about our children not being still, because she says that I'm not still, and then I've instilled that to them not to be still. There's a lot of still there, but no one's still, amen? So, but be still and know that I got a person that is still, typically, is a person that's at rest, amen? And I think we can learn how to apply that life. Are you a person at rest? Are you a person that's still? Are you content where God has you? Or are you a sheep that just will not rest, but God brings you to a great pasture, but as a, a dumb sheep, you're not going to be still, and you're going to go, doo, 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 doo. you're going to walk right away for where God wants you just to be still. He wants you to be at rest. He just wants you to stay in that pasture, because right here it says there's a green pasture that's going to give you food. There's still water for you to drink from, but yet are you staying in that pasture, or are you walking away from your Lord? So often God has a blessing for us, but we're so anxious, we're so fearful, we're, so, we're not being restful, and then because of that, we walk away from the blessing that God has for us right there because we were not content to just be still, to just be at rest, and we allowed fear to come into our heart, which drove us to a place that we should not have been. So make sure that you are at rest in your life. Make sure as a good shepherd that you're bringing rest to those people that are underneath you. So that was number one in regards to making your, your pasture a safe place. Number two is provision. It says right here, go back to verse two, he making me to lie down, rest right there, in what? Green pastures and what else? Still waters. There's provision from the Lord. Are you a shepherd that brings provision to your sheep? You have to know your sheep, so you have to know how to provide for them. Okay, that goes back to the first point to know your sheep. Certain sheep do require certain things, okay? And so are you a good enough shepherd to really know what type of provision that you need to provide for your sheep? 
um, at different areas that you are shepherding, whether it may be at work, may at church, at home, or wherever you may find yourself being, there's a different provision that you might have to do for dif- different kinds of sheep. You might offer different provision for your sheep if they are four and five, <laughs> okay? Then you would offer for those sheep maybe that are in their teenager years in regards to the family. Do we understand that? So that's what a good shepherd is going to do. He's going to know his sheep, and he's going to know the provision for them. I think it would be well said to realize that God gives us different provisions, different things for our life at different times in our life. Amen? There's a certain times where we're going through a deep trial. We need an extra measure of God's grace. And does he not provide that for us if we're willing to accept that? Yes, he does. And there might be other times in our life that we need something a little more. There might be a time in our life where we need an extra special dose of wisdom from God because we have a really big decision and we really don't know which way to go. So God will provide that for us if we are staying in his pasture. And that's a provision that God will give to to us. And as a good shepherd, we need to be looking at those people that are underneath us and saying, how can I give provision to them. What do they need? Not what do I need? This is so often our problem. Usually it's a lot about us, right? What what do I need? What's going to be good for me? But we have to get the heart of a shepherd. The heart of a shepherd is a heart of a servant. And he wants to serve. And he's going to look at his people. He's going to look at the people that are underneath him and say, how can I provide for them today? What can I do when I go to work? And hey, I'm the you know, if you're in a, in a leadership position at work, you think that people are there to serve you, and it should be the opposite way around. You should be going to work as a heart of a shepherd, which is a heart of a servant, and how can I provide for the people that are underneath me today? How can I benefit their life? What kind of provision can I bring to them? Because you know what? When you're doing that as a shepherd, and you're bringing that as your sheep, that is the heart that God wants us to have. And that's the heart that I think that I would like to have that I so often forget to have in my life. A shepherd does not provide, a shepherd who does not provide for his people will have a hard time leading them. I don't know about you, but if, when I'm hungry, I have a hard time going somewhere that doesn't have food. Okay? So with like, we're really hungry and you have six hungry kids and you're like, oh, hey guys, we're going to stop at Myers to go shopping for an hour. 100%, that does not work at all if it's supper time. Amen? It doesn't work. Because why? Because they, they want to be provided for. They're hungry and, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little better than my kids, okay? I can go another hour if I had to. But, you know, the whole point is, is that when you're hungry, you want to go to a place of provision. And your people that are underneath you need to be provided for. And if you're the shepherd that's not providing for your sheep, husbands, if we're a husband that's not providing for our wife, uh, couples, if you're a couple that's not providing for your children or whatever, guess what? Your sheep can tend to wander further than they should because you're not providing for them. Not saying that's right. I'm just saying that's the way it is. Okay, so we need to make sure that we're providing for our sheep, making sure that we have a heart of a shepherd. One of the ways that you can provide for your sheep and bring provision to your sheep. And there's so, there's so much here, and we have no way we have time to go through it all. But one thing I just wanted to really give to you here today in regards to this, and something I actually wrote down today, lesson was done, I was going through it, I just felt this was a good point, is you need to make sure that you give recognition to your sheep. Recognition, give praise. This is something I'm really, 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 really bad at. And you can ask anyone that works with me how bad I am at this. And I'm really trying to be better at this. But to give recognition to your sheep. If you don't give recognition to those people that are underneath you, what will happen if rivalry will start to build up on those people underneath you? It could be at home. 
It could be at your work, it could be wherever, and that's not good. We don't want people underneath our sheep fighting each other. We want them fighting whatever it was we don't want, right, amen? But what will happen is that you need to give recognition to your sheep. You need to make sure that you're giving that praise when needed. I know that if it's that way with me, it's probably that way with a lot of us that are in leadership position that we do not give recognition enough. And really, honestly, a little bit of praise, a little bit of recognition, that can really cement the heart of your people with you as a leader. It can really make someone's day when you just appreciate that. I'm not just, it can make a big, big difference. Make sure that you're recognizing your people. When you come home, fathers, make sure that you recognize your children. Not only do you recognize them like, hey, I, I realize that you exist today, you know, but then make sure that you give them a little bit of praise if possible. Make sure you've made that phone call to their mother and said, hey, did the, did the kids do anything good today? And just give me one thing that maybe they did good. One thing. We'll, we'll focus on that. Amen. So we know they did a lot of bad things already, so we don't even have to ask that question. But is there one thing they did good today? Did they... You know, did they do their chores? Did they water the flowers? Did they, did they, did they do anything that, was, that I can go and I can praise them for? And you get home and you say, man, Josiah, your mom said that when you woke up, you had your devotions out being asked. I just want to tell you how happy that made me. Tell you what, that is life-changing for children. You know what? We might hide our emotions a bit better, but it's life-changing for us as well when people do that. Okay? So make sure that you provide for your sheep and there's so many ways that we can do that, but if you provide and just, if you get into that one thing, providing that right there, I'm telling you, it'll make a difference in people's lives. Around you, underneath you, everywhere will make a difference. God really desires to provide for us, okay? So that's the application as us as shepherds, back to us being sheep. God desires to provide for us. Um, God desires us to rely on him. The Bible says, give us this day our daily bread. God wants us to come to the place that we're at rest, that we're relying on God. We're not trying to provide for ourselves. So often we like to say, I'm providing for myself. I'll go over here. This is what's better for me. This is what's better for me. Whatever. We take God out of it. We do what we think is best. We have to come to the place that we're at rest. We're still, we're following the shepherd and we're realizing that the God's provision for us will be the best. That those pastures that he brings us to at different times, even in our eyes, may not seem what's best for us. We have to come to the place where we trust God with all of our heart to realize that is what's best. That is going to bring the most provision for me. And this will help me to grow more than if I go do my own thing. You have to come to a place where you allow God to provide for you. One, he's the great shepherd. He will and always will provide. Okay? That is 100%. We have to come to a place where we will allow God to provide for us. We have to come to that place. How many times in scriptures does it tell us to ask God for things? A lot of times we don't even ask God for stuff that we need. And God wants us to ask him for it. Yet how often do we proceed living our lives trying to provide for ourselves? Be at rest. Come to the place where you allow God to shepherd your life and provide for you. I knew I was going to run out of time in this lesson, so. All right, so we're going to be at rest. If we're going to have a safe pasture, we're going to be at rest. We're going to provide. And the next thing I want to see here... He restoreth my soul. Let's go down to verse 3. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the what? The paths of righteousness. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. If you're going to have a safe pasture, you need to be righteous. Don't allow sin to distract your people. I think of sin as a pest. When there's a pest in the pasture, no one's at rest because there's a pest in there, right? And a pest basically is nothing that's really big. It's just an annoyance. 
right? It's annoying. And sin's a lot like that because what happens is the devil will bring in these little sins and they're like little pests. Now, I think a lot of times the big sins were like, whoa, well, I would never do that. I mean, that's a big sin. But these little sins come in and they start to be a pest. And as a good shepherd, you're going to recognize when those little pesty sins come in underneath your people. And a good shepherd will make sure that that is taken care of. The Bible says, you did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not from him that calleth you. This didn't come from God. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. You let a little pest come in to your, your sheepfold, those people underneath you. You let a little pest come in. I'm telling you, that little pest doesn't stay little for very long. It grows and it grows and it grows and it becomes a big deal and a good shepherd will see it when it is small and he will get in there and he will take that little pest out. He'll do what he can do to get rid of that because he knows, he is smart and wise enough to see that if I let this go and it is easy to let stuff like that go in our life, personally, and in those that are underneath us. If I let this go, it's going to become a big deal. And I don't want it to become a big deal, so we're going to do everything we can to take care of it right away. That's what a righteous person do. They are, they, they are a righteous person. I asked pastor for a good definition of righteous, and he says, doing what is right. And I already knew that definition. I was looking for something a little bit deeper, but that's still what he gave me, okay? So we're going to, we're going to keep on using it, because it really is simple, right? Being righteous is just doing what is right. And you need to do what is right in your life. Don't let sin become a pest. You have to lead by example. I have a portion here about being a hypocrite. We can easily make the application really quick. Don't let sin into your life and become a hypocrite in a way as you're leading, saying, okay, family, you can't do this, this, and this. Okay, children, okay, those people underneath me, but yet we have allowed sin into our own life. So first, look at the beam in your own eye. Then look at the beam, there's splinter in somebody else's eye, but make sure that that sin of pest has gone away. Make sure that you're living a righteous life. You're doing what is right in your life. We know 100% that God wants us to be righteous. Amen? God wants us to be holy. Be holy, I know holy and righteousness are different, but they're, they're, they're intertwined together. Be holy even as I am holy. You need to be righteous just like God is righteous. There are so many promises for those people who are upright, for those people who are righteous, for those people who are going to be shepherds, that are going to be righteous. There is a ton of promises and things that will come into your life if you will do this in your life. Are you allowing God to lead you in the way of righteousness? Be a righteous person. So if you have rest, be, have provision, have righteousness, and for sake of time, I'm just going to mention, uh, I was going to wrap it up here. So, is your pasture a safe place? Have you made your pasture, as a, as a shepherd, have you made those people underneath you, uh, has you made your pasture a safe place? Have you led your people to the right place? And is it safe? Have you given them rest? Have you given them provision? Have you given them righteousness? If you want your sheep to thrive, and not just survive, make sure your pasture is a safe place. A shepherd or a leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. I didn't make that up. I read it somewhere. Couldn't find out who's actually said that, so I'll just leave it at that. But a shepherd is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. Listen, God knows the way. Amen? God definitely goes the way, <laughs> and God shows the way. Are you following your great shepherd. Are you allowing yourself to be at rest as a sheep with God? Are you allow God to provide for you and are you content with what God has provided for you and are you being righteous? We need to start thinking like a shepherd. 
We need to start shepherding those underneath us. We need not be a lazy shepherd. We need not be a hireling. We really need to be a shepherd. Your life today is a result of your thinking yesterday. John Maxwell said that in regards to leadership. How we think today is going to kind of be how we're going to live like tomorrow. So if you start thinking like a shepherd, you start having a heart of a shepherd, you start having a heart of a servant, that is going to produce in you that shepherd's leadership that you got to have. And listen here, we all need to have that. Let's start praying about it, thinking about it, really purposing that we are going to be the shepherds and the sheep that God wants us to be. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.